Episode 215, The Masonic Temple. This is the Ericast for the week of April 21, 2013. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Well, thanks for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line, as always. And I've settled into this really kind of weird every other week schedule, which I really don't like. I'm I'm a happier person when the Ericast is weekly, but um, sometimes, you know, life just happens. So here we are. Um, and I think what I'm going to do, just for those of you who are like really kind of keeping up on the Ericast schedule thing, because we've gotten way to the end of the week of the 21st. So tomorrow is Sunday the 28th. So I've got to get this episode out tonight. So it just, it gets super messy. So next week's episode is the listener feedback week episode. And I think what I'm going to do is take Chad's call regarding iMovie, which means I have to gather the computer and do some iMovie research and stuff. So I can actually be somewhat intelligent on that episode rather than just saying, here's a call from Chad. And in the past month, I've done nothing with it because I'm a bad person. That might be true, but that's not really a good way to, position it and it's that whole branding thing and you know loser is not something that i want incorporated into the ericast brand so i'm gonna try to keep up the charade somehow but anyway we're gonna make it work we're gonna make it work the glasses have come off i've got a couple colleagues that know that (laughs) point when the glasses come off you're you're in trouble it means that eric is just thinking way too hard so um let's see i don't rem- I, it must have been, I'm trying to think of the dates. So it had to have been like the 18th, 19th, something like that. 19th or so. That sounds about right. Um, here's the brief schedule. Uh, the last episode was talking about remembering Vi. So a week ago, just over that, uh, was Vi's... Memorial service, that would be Ruth's grammar, for those of you that, that didn't catch that episode. Which, it's it's been, I think I mentioned um, at the time that it's been sort of uh, an interesting emotional time. Not, um, again, just kind of, you know, 95, almost 96, wonderful life, um, nothing to complain about. For all these circumstances, if someone's, if, if, if you could, if you could order a, a life off of the, the, the buffet of life options, um, what God gave I was pretty good. So none of us are particularly mourning the, um, horrendously tragic circumstances she faced, but it is, it is, that whole loss thing is still kind of hard. So the memorial service was, um, kind of a, a, a closure is such the wrong word because it sort of implies a setting aside and moving on, but it was a good experience. Um, the strange thing was we, the night before on Thursday, we got a, for Minnesota in April, a ton of snow. We got like six plus inches of this wet slushy snow. Um, you know, the church parking lot wasn't plowed <laughs> at, at, at the memorial because their snow plowing contract had run out. I mean, you don't expect to have to keep a snow plow guy on retainer. Um, so, of course, our cars got stuck, which is fine. I mean, the sun came out. It was really pretty. Well, fast forward a week. 
Uh, today's high on our own thermometer in the shade in our front porch was 79 degrees. So Matt and others out in, in places sunnier than here, um, <laughs> welcome to Minnesota. Um, anyway, so that evening, so we had a Vice thing in, um, in the morning, which went great. Uh, the technology all worked. Um, Ruth's dad gave a lovely, uh, kind of historical overview of, you know, Vi's life, which, um, was, was, uh, uh, was, was just the right thing for that circumstance. He did a great job. So then, I, so that night, I did something kind of odd. So this is, this is Eric discussing the, the quirky side of Eric. Though longtime listeners and friends of mine will know that I love, um, history, architecture, uh, philosophy, all sorts of, all sorts of things kind of mix. And particularly since I've been talking about reminiscing, um, if something touches on my childhood, then boy, I'm, I'm there. Okay. Well, I heard that there was going to be an illusionist. They don't like it when you call them magicians. There's going to be an illusionist at the Masonic Temple in our old neighborhood. You're like, what? Okay. So I grew up in the Midway District of the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with either Minneapolis-St. Paul in general or that particular area, because I've got lots of good um, suburban people who don't mention, you know, don't venture north of the river here. Um, Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, two separate downtowns are like seven miles apart or something. Uh, there is a freeway that runs right between them, Interstate 94. Um, where does that start? It goes all the way out, way into Wisconsin, past Madison, and ends up out up in North Dakota. But it runs you know, east-west, right, right between Minneapolis and St. Paul. And um, right between, like the midpoint between Minneapolis and St. Paul is called the Midway, because it's Midway, and that's where I grew up. It's uh, it's near um, my current place of employment, which was my dad's place of employment, so that's why we lived there. Um, we lived in a big brick house uh, in a you know residential neighborhood. Um, lived behind a public library. It was really great. I would go over there and um, and you know, read. It's a kind of the self-education side of home education. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Um, would bike around the neighborhood, etc. Okay, so exactly one block, like short block, not like long city block, traffic light block, but one short block, you know, whatever it be, a couple hundred yards, um, west of our house, on the same corner, you know, street corner there, was this big red brick building that we in the neighborhood knew as the Masonic Temple. Um, Masonic as in Masons, and Masons not just in like stone layers and brick layers, but Masons as in the fraternal organization of Masons. Was that what it was just colloquially called? Like you know, someone has the spooky old house in their neighborhood? No, it actually was the, the Masonic gathering building, and the official name for it was the Masonic Temple, which alone, you know, in and of itself, is, is kind of unusual. Um, and it was a it was a fixture in the neighborhood. I I think if um, if all goes well, I'm going to see if I can do a Google Maps embed. Um, 
it's hard to describe. It's it's a standard, you know, city lot. It's like a house. It's a it's a you know long narrow building. Um, just takes up the full you know area of the lot, and it's just in this residential neighborhood. It's just this big brick building. It's like a story and a half or something. Uh-huh. Okay, almost 40 years, and I've never been in that building. There was never really an occasion to go in the building. There there weren't open houses or things. Um, it, it was just kind of, kind of wonder. Huh. Okay, so um, fast forward many, many, many years, and here we are, and I hear the report that an illusionist will be performing at the Masonic Temple as a fundraiser for the remodeling of the building. Well, <laughs> boy, you know me. Uh, so what do I do? I, I rush to the computer and I order two tickets, figuring, well, someone will go with me. And I asked Ruth, and Ruth, of course, would go if I wanted her to go, but wasn't particularly interested because she didn't really grow up in the neighborhood and didn't really care. So what did I do? I asked Mom. I actually asked Mom and Dad, but Dad is not as mobile as he once was, and I was thinking, hmm, if they're raising money for the remodeling of the building, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that this is probably not the most you know, accessible, stairway-friendly building around. And I was right, particularly since we had just had this huge snowstorm. And and the city's not plowing. There, you know, slush and snowbanks on the street and all sorts of stuff like that. So, um, I took mom on a date to the Masonic Temple. Go figure that. <sighs> um, and knowing the kinds of traffic that a we get during, you know, inclement weather, and b the kinds of traffic I've seen northbound when I'm southbound on the freeway heading home from work. I figure we better we better get an early start. Um, so doors open at seven, the performance is at eight. Um, well, you know, I'll pick mom up at six and that way if we get caught in traffic, we'll still be okay. Um, parking out, how that's going to be, well, you know, we'll get there a little bit before seven and that'll work out pretty well. Yeah, well, there was no traffic and... Parking was absolutely no problem. We parked right in front of the building because no one was there yet because we got there in like under 20 minutes. So it was like 6.20. (laughs) Fortunately, someone was there wrapping up the shoveling. Then, you know, they they had hired a contractor to put salt on the sidewalks and things. So we wandered in. Um, And again, it's like, it's, you know, story and a half or two stories, really, the upper floor and the lower. But you come in. um, It was a... um, It was a split entry before split entries were popular. Um... If you're curious, off of one of the, the local um, Mason's websites, I had the following information about the building. Opening ceremonies were held Thursday, March 2nd, 1911. The Triune Temple was recognized for its historical and architectural significance by being placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1980. Stylistically, the temple is a good example of the neoclassical revival of the opening decades of the 20th century. The exterior is virtually unchanged, while the interior retains its classic integrity and remains substantially intact. The front facade features four Doric columns, pedimented windows, and a decorative cornice. 
while the lodge room itself is adorned with stately pillars representing the five classical orders of architecture. The front of the building gives a hint of the grandeur inside. The interior cherry and maple woodwork and many of the original furnishings remain. So we wandered in, and I knew that they were rehearsing and stuff um, upstairs because I knew that tickets would be available downstairs. So we wandered in downstairs, and like we were there, and like two masons who had gotten there to set up. Hmm, that was about it. So we hung out for like an hour in the basement of the Masonic Temple. Um, but fortunately, one of uh, one of the guys that came uh, a few minutes later. Um, a younger guy, uh, gave us a brief informal tour of the building. Um, a little bit uh, surprising. We were we were joking with one of the, the, as much as you can joke with a mason, they're not really, uh, granted I don't have much of a sample size, but not really the the, the rollicking, frenetic people that uh, you might, might otherwise assume. You know, like the Shriners, you know, Shriners versus Masons, etc., you know, with this Cool little cars in the parades. Yeah, no, um, they're they're pretty reserved folks. Um, but I I commented that it's interesting that you don't hear much about masons or 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 masonic movements these days. Um, unlike almost anything else, you can find some sort of celebrity and some sort of tabloid story about you know Kabbalah or Scientology or whatever. And the guy said, well, yeah, that's because Masons aren't really prone to doing things that would put them in the tabloids, which I thought was kind of a good point, I guess. Um, I also sort of realized if you're in a secret society, you probably don't run around saying, you know, when you're off robbing the liquor store or whatever, I'm a Mason. Um, they'd probably train you out of announcing that. I'm, I just, I'm not sure. Um so, we could spend we could we could do a multi-part Ericast series on um, on Masons, but we're not going to because I was there for the building because the building is really kind of cool. It's a hundred-year-old building, um, and it's just an interesting neighborhood fixture. I mean, what's what's pretty much everything in the neighborhood is that old or similarly old, so it's not. Um, it's not like a lot of houses have been, you know, torn down and rebuilt or whatever. Um, so, you know, the house that I grew up in is, is you know, a similar vintage. Um, but, yeah, it was it was uh, very interesting. Uh, got So got the brief tour. Um, got to see the different rooms and things, including uh, there are a couple of rooms on the sides that have these huge old safes. But, huh, that's interesting. Now we know where the safe is, which is in the exterior wall, but it's like bumped out into one of the columns. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the basement is like any sort of, you know, basement, you'll think church basement or whatever, um, except they have some you know, Masonic stuff around instead of church stuff around. Um, and they said that, you know, occasionally, you know, book clubs and things will still meet there, but it's an interesting pragmatic thing. Having just been at Vise service in, um, in Northeast Minneapolis, which is a, is a, it's a different neighborhood. It's a, it's a, I'm trying to find the politically correct term for poorer because the houses are smaller. They're, they're of a similar vintage, but they were smaller wood frame structures. Uh, the church that, um, her service was at is unique because it has a parking lot. Um, 
you know, holds only, you know, a dozen cars, you know, 16, whatever. But that's kind of a big deal because most of this, these were just buildings where people would, would walk, I guess. They'd draw from the neighborhood. But I did kind of realize that that's an awkward thing about um, this particular Masonic temple is the only parking available would be the on-street parking in this little residential neighborhood. So um, that's, that's sort of an awkward element. Um, but yeah, they said they hold book clubs there and things like that, whatever. And then uh, the event uh, itself is very interesting. It was it, typical... Um, once again, I probably shouldn't risk offending him by saying he's a magician. So, typical illusionist. Um, it, you know, the uh, very good sleight of hand artist. Um, you know, I don't know how he's, you know, bending spoons and getting the, you know, the audience member holding the spoon to to bend the spoon, but I can, you know, I'm pretty confident that it was not the power of her mind. That bent the spoon. I suspect it was any number of these standard spoon bending tricks. So that kind of stuff. Um, the uh, not to give it away, but the um, woman who uh, volunteered her ring. <laughs> Don't do that if you're if you're going to see an illusionist um, and are are prone to <laughs> being fearful of your ring being destroyed. Um, but eventually he did find it, and he found it in a walnut that was in an egg that was in a lemon. Lemon or orange? Lemon, I think. That was on the stage. Hmm. Well, again, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm pretty sure... That the ring didn't magically put itself inside a walnut that was inside an egg that was inside a lemon that was sitting on stage the whole time. I think there's probably a trick there. So anyway, it was uh, it was very interesting. And again, I could spend um, hours talking about that, but I'm not going to. Uh, so if you have any interesting thoughts on old Victorian urban architecture um, or masonry, either of the Masonic Lodge type, or just want to talk about brick or concrete, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line, you know where to find me, send me an email, etc. Um, something like that. But uh, yeah, that's the that's that's the quick update. That's what I've been up to, that and, and biking and walking and hanging out in uh, the beautiful 70-something degree weather. Minnesota just went straight from winter to summer. I'm, I think spring is coming next week, so we're going to see how that uh, that ends up cashing out. Anyway, um, let me know what you think. 206-339-3742. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.